the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Happy Tuesday. And I know I'm not being silly. I'm just saying happy Tuesday. You have to find some joy somewhere. And I'm finding the joy as we deal with the ongoing disaster in South Texas and now Louisiana. I'm trying to find some joy in the fact that there are so many, so many unnoticed, unrecognized, unappreciated angels among us. Heroes, true heroes. People that are doing work without being asked. People who just stood up because they felt the spirit within them. They felt the need to go do something. Don't just sit there watching. Do something. I'm, I'm in the woods of Delaware and there are days like this where I wish I could be back in one of my adopted hometowns of Houston, Texas. Where I could be standing shoulder to shoulder with my neighbors and trying to help out. Welcome to the show, Puro Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. We have a lot to cover today. Some of it going to be, I hope, inspiring. Some of it going to be educational. Some of it going to be uh, infuriating. And some of it will make you laugh, I think. Or you just might say, stop it, stop it. If you want to join the conversation, 888 That's the phone line. It's open all the time. The uh, situation in Houston and the surrounding communities and now east into uh, East Texas, Beaumont, Port Arthur, Orange, and into Louisiana is not good. And it's not going to be good for a long time to come. We're still in, in trying to rescue people mode. And if you listen to Glenn Beck, you heard the story of all the incredible work being done by the affiliates of Mercury One. Mercury One is my go-to place to make a donation, to be involved, to be part of the helping, the helping deal with this crisis. And I, I say that... In all honesty, I, I, I've, I found it so easy to give to Mercury One because I know that every cent goes towards actual relief. That every year Mercury One has a gala that funds the actual operation budget. So that when you give money to Mercury One, it's not getting cut off the top to pay for administrators or, or high-priced family members. I'm looking at you, Clinton Foundation, Clinton Global Initiative that skimmed. I, I, I can't even, I get so mad when I think about charities that are charities for the, the families that created them. Yes, the Red Cross is good. Yes, yes, the Salvation Army does God's work and great work. But Mercury One is, is an organization that I just proudly, proudly see as being a a quilt of individuals from all over the country who only think about trying to do service where and when they can. And if they can't be there, they give of their own wallets. 
So, Mercury One, thank you. I put on my Facebook page, and I encourage you, follow me on social media, on, on Facebook, on Instagram, on the Twitter. The Twitter is at StuntBrain. I'm Mike Opelka on Facebook. There's one other Mike Opelka, and I think he's still mad at me because he gets my hate mail. But uh, if you go to Mike Opelka on Facebook, you'll see my latest post includes a button where you can contribute to Mercury One. And I'm so proud of this audience. I, I, I put that button up there this morning, not too long ago, just a couple of hours ago. And so many of you responded, we're already over just in a couple hours. We're already over $1,700 brought in. I'm sorry, $1,170. I'd love for it to get up to 2000 So currently, we have raised $1,170 just from a handful of you who went to my Facebook page and donated. If it's a buck, if it's five bucks, if it's 20 bucks, it all helps and it all goes right to the cause. Just an, uh, an amazing opportunity that I'm, I'm happy to be able to help. So we'll try and give you updates. There are some disturbing things happening as Houston has now brought in, I guess, the official total is over 42 inches, which is pretty darn close to their annual rainfall. And the rain is not finished. The, the bands of rain, if you watch the radar, are swirling around that region just adding more and more water. And the attics, the attics reservoir, the dam, it, apparently the water is flowing over the top. I follow Bill Cairns, the uh, NBC meteorologist uh, on Twitter. He's a good guy for those of you that say, yeah, but he's on MSNBC. Stop with the politics for a bit and get to the people who are doing good work. Bill Cairns is a guy that says, the weather truth as completely as he can without politics. Uh, Bill, Bill posted just a few minutes ago after watching the mayor of Houston say that the Attics Reservoir will continue having water go over the top of the reservoir through September 20th. September 20th. And I immediately tweeted, Bill, what does that mean for the people in the path of the water? And he said, I can't believe this is this is the beauty of social media. We get responses from pros like Bill Cairns in a, in a minute. He said those people can't come back to their homes that they are evacuating for four weeks. Imagine you're at home at night. And a storm comes in and the, and the power goes out and you're suddenly faced with trying to get out of your house and get somewhere before the water comes in and fills your home. And then imagine you have to, you have to be gone for a month. You're probably not going to be able to come back. What, what, what do you do? Are you even slightly prepared for that are you prepared to go away for two days we talked to a storm chaser yesterday aaron Jajax, the guy who saved the dog and then brought the dog back to the owner because again social media 
And I asked him, as a storm chaser, what do you carry? How long can you be out in your car? And he said he had two weeks of water and food. He had clothes that he could change into, dry clothes that he needed. And he had, uh, I think he had two 10-gallon cans of what he called his escape gas. I don't think anybody I know is as prepared for an emergency as that guy was just to go out storm chasing. So take a minute and think about those people today. They're going to be gone from their homes for four weeks. Gone from their homes for four weeks. And then what homes are going to be there when they come back? Four weeks, that water in your house, four weeks. And it's not exactly, uh, it's not exactly a, um, a, a, a warm and a cold environment in Texas. This is, this is a very humid area anyway. It will create mold. It will create problems. A lot of these homes are going to have to go away. I know, there's a lot of politics to get to, too. The stories are just starting to come in. We're just beginning to see the, the initial effects of this. So if you're horrified now, I, I was having a discussion last night with some friends, and we talked about 12 years ago when Katrina hit, because yesterday was the anniversary, or today, depending on which calendar you follow. The anniversary of Katrina and if you look at the size of Houston and Harris County, where Houston is, over 4 million people there. New Orleans was about one-eighth of the size of Houston. One-eighth when Katrina hit. So we're going to have potentially eight times the amount of trash to get rid of. Eight times the amount of... I, there was a picture at one time... Uh, a field where he, where um, Katrina's refuse had been put, and they were separating it because appliances couldn't be put in the same pile as the wood or the other uh, refuse uh, debris from the storm. And there was a mountain of refrigerators, like nothing I'd ever seen before. And I just remember staring at that that mountain of refrigerators and saying, oh, my God. Every one of these images puts into perspective the gigantic disaster that we're facing. So if you've ever seen, I should find that picture and send it. Eight times the number of lives affected by this easily. Eight times. And we're not even counting what this might do, what this could do in, in New Orleans and in Louisiana as it now sweeps through, the rain bands are sweeping through. So if you can spare anything, you can skip lunch once a, once a day, once a, every other day, if you can skip lunch, maybe donate what you would have spent on lunch to the victims, because that's what they are. Nobody asked for this. The victims of the storm. I'm going to step aside a little bit early because there was a story bubbling yesterday about Pastor Joel Osteen. And Pastor Osteen was taken to task for not opening up his church. And I don't know the whole story, but our buddy Billy Hallowell, the guy who joins us every Friday for Faithwire, he knows the story. 
and Billy's gonna gonna explain it to us. He talked to Osteen's people. He may have even talked to uh, Joel Osteen himself. What's the real story with Joel Osteen? Plus, the president's about to land in Texas. A lot of people have opinions on whether or not he should have gone. I posted a poll online. You're welcome to participate in my vital question poll of the day. The president landing in Texas as we speak. Should he? Should he? Currently, 73% of you say yes, he should go to Texas, just not to Houston. 15% say no, stay away. And 12% of you just can't figure it out. So go take the poll and then come on back. Michael Pelka on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. No need to check your calendars, despite the fact that Billy Hallowell is on with us. It is not Friday, not yet. As much as much as I wish it could be Friday, and we can have our weekly faith lift with uh, Billy Hallowell uh, from FaithWire.com. I asked Billy to jump on with us today because of a story I saw bubbling yesterday on social media. Uh, welcome back, Billy Hallowell. How are you, my friend? Gosh, I feel like we just talked, and here we are again. I mean, I love this. It's like a midweek. We're well, not even midweek, but in my head we are. A midweek get-together. I love it. Yeah, it's a bad topic, but I, I love C- hearing your voice. Calm down. Just calm down. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I so appreciate you because... Uh, you know, we're all busy doing our thing, and your thing is the faith thing, obviously. Faithwire.com is where you find Billy. But this story started popping yesterday that people were slamming Joel Osteen for not opening up his megachurch to people who needed a place to go after they were displaced by the storm. And, and you got to the bottom of it. What's, what's the story? Well, look, the story is that there's always two sides to a story, right? And I think I I know Joel's team pretty well over the years. I've interviewed him, talked with him. I also know there's a lot of anger in the Christian community against Joel Osteen. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of, you know, there's just a lot of, I would say, angst among Christians who don't like his theology. They don't like how he preaches. They don't like what he has to say. Now, I think the reason I bring that up is that's a lot of what is fueling this. The church immediately and the immediate decided not to bring people in, not to host people at the church because they're in Houston. And now the controversy is this. There were photos posted that did, that appeared to show the church was not underwater. Um, now, obviously, a lot of Houston was, and the church told me that the roads around the church were underwater. So they made the decision over the weekend, based on some flooding on their first floor, sort of the parking area, they had some pretty bad flooding, and they were worried about bringing people in to stay there. So they basically told city officials, look, if you run out of space, then let us know, and we, we will help you. But for now, we're going to remain closed to ensure the safety of people at the church. So they closed the doors. Everybody went after them. Now, the assumption here was that Joel Osteen is this wealthy, horrible person. And because of that, 
you know, he was shutting the church down. In reality, they were already working with Samaritan's Purse. They were coming up with some ways they could help the community. They were thinking through, and, and not everybody will buy into this, but their viewpoint is that they were most equipped rather than housing people without showers and other resources that some of the shelters had, that they were most equipped to help people after the fact, kind of put their life back together. So I don't think they expected this reaction, all the anger, all the frustration. I think, you know, look, we have to try to get to the bottom of things and we have to look at facts. I think the problem with social media is it empowers us to attack people. It empowers us to go after them. And when there's an ax to grind already with somebody like Joel Osteen, It makes that a little bit easier. And I think people should have probably waited for the facts to come out. That doesn't mean everyone will agree with the decision not to open. Um, But from what my contacts there have told me, it was not a safe situation until Monday midday, and they didn't feel comfortable bringing people in and possibly having a bigger catastrophe inside the church. This is this is all really important news because you can't see this information in 140 characters. You can't see the pictures that you have posted on your story on faithwire.com that show the way the setup was. Now, Billy, I, I lived in this town for nine and a half wonderful years. Okay, about eight and a half wonderful years. That's a different show. But when I was there, uh, I don't think this church was there. Is this the old summit where, where the Houston Rockets basketball yeah. team used to play? It is. Okay. And the church bought it around 2010, I think. So there's two really important things here to mention. This is that location, it, and this has actually flooded before. And that's a big piece of the story. The church was worried because in 2001, with the tropical storm Allison that happened back then, they actually had to shut down the stadium at the time because there was so much flooding. And so they had a fear of that happening. They've only been in there a few years, and they hadn't had a storm like this really hit. And so that was sort of driving, I think, some of this decision. You know, we know this floods. We don't want to put people in danger by opening it up. But we will do it if, if obviously, the, the, the government runs out of space. So that's a big piece of the puzzle. And there are a number of others as well. But I think you've got to look at all the facts, right? And the facts are that this is a location that's been prone to flooding. The building has flooded. And they already had flooding up to a point in their floodgate, right, on that, on that bottom level. So they were worried about additional rain. And what could happen? I don't I don't think that's that irrational. Not everyone will agree with it, but I, I understand their concern there. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And again, I know this part of Houston. This part of Houston is prone to flooding. This part of Houston and all of Houston is prone to flooding. It's a low lying area. It's damn near sea level. So uh, look before you leap, people. Abe Lincoln, and there's a great book about management and Abraham Lincoln's management theory. And Lincoln, when he would get mad at people, he would write the letter and get all the anger out, sign it, fold it up, put it in an envelope, and then stuff it in his desk drawer for the night. And he would look at it the next day. I think a lot of us need to think about our tweets and our anger. And before you send it, step away, even if you step away for five minutes and come back and look at it. I I don't know Joel Osteen. I don't know whether or not he's a good guy or a bad guy. I just know that jumping in without the facts is just, uh, it's unfair. And you wouldn't want to be treated unfairly yourself. So I, I sure appreciate you getting the story. It's our, it's our buddy, Billy Hollowell, who joins us Friday. This doesn't get you uh, a free pass on Friday, by the way. You have to come back. I will be back.
You better believe it. All right, it. good. Good. And while you're at it, go to my Facebook page, and if you if you got five shekels to give to the my Mercury One link, or at least retweet it or something, I appreciate it. I Thank you, that. my friend. I will do that. Thank you. There he goes. And uh, next up, I have a hero who's headed to Houston. This is a story you're going to want to hear. An amazing woman who's been doing just incredible stuff that nobody thinks about. You'll meet the head of the pajama program next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Well, Pelka, the phone lines are open, 888-900-3393. And uh, we're, we're trying to cover all kinds of good stuff here. We're trying to cover the latest news about what's happening in southeast Texas and through the Coastal Bend region and uh, into now Louisiana as Harvey continues to just pound rain. I just read... I just read a, a statistic about how much water has come down. And you, you can't wrap your head around it when someone tells you, well, so 11 trillion gallons of water have come down now. And that just means, and you go, wait, well, hold on a second. Let me, let me try and figure that out. 11 trillion. All right. How many oceans is that? Maybe it, it works out better when you when you look at uh, this one stat, one trillion gallons of rainfall has hit Harris County. That's Houston as a part of Harris County in four days. One trillion gallons of rainfall. Have you ever been to Niagara Falls? Have you ever seen Niagara Falls? In four days, enough rain has fallen just in Harris County. Enough rain has fallen to run Niagara Falls for 15 days. Think about it. It's a staggering amount. And in the wake of that, no pun intended, no water pun intended, in the wake of this storm, the damage is going to be untold. The displaced lives, we don't even have a real handle on how many people are going to be affected by it. But we know the needs are going to be great. The needs are going to be great for moms, dads, kids, brothers, sisters, elderly folk, all kinds of people. And so we'll constantly put out the call and and groups like Mercury One, which has engaged several different partners in the area that are doing work from current rescue work to feeding people with Operation Barbecue. Operation Barbecue Relief.org, BBQ Relief.org, go there. But one of the stories that you're not probably not going to hear about because these folks that, that do this, this work, these are heroes that I've known for over a decade now, these people just quietly go about doing what they do 
and it helps pretty much the youngest among us. Talk about the most innocent victims of storms like this. I'm talking about a program you may have heard me uh, explain on the weekend show three years ago when we started before we went daytime with this program. I'm talking about the pajama program. The pajama program, and you need to, you need to know about this one, pajamaprogram.org. It was started by uh, a woman who saw a need. And again, another American stood up and started doing something. She saw a need for kids, mostly foster kids, kids waiting to be adopted, who didn't have a pair of pajamas to their name. Can you imagine? Can you imagine trying to go to bed at night and not having a pair of pajamas that you could get into and climb into bed that you just had to deal with? your own clothes, and get in and out of bed every day. And she also decided that it was a pair of pajamas and a book that each kid needed. Because who doesn't think about bedtime stories? The woman is uh, someone I've known uh, tangentially, I guess is the word I could say, for over this past decade. We talk every now and then to get the word out. Uh, her name is Genevieve Pituro, and she's she's the the founder and currently invo- still involved, but uh, I guess more on a given direction phase because this thing has gotten so big. Genevieve, welcome back to the program. How are you? I'm fine, Mike. Thanks for helping us spread the word so people can help. Everybody wants to help. It's great. It's great to help. And thanks for helping us spread that word. Oh, well, you're welcome. And uh, now I, I tell people, if if I were close, I'd be down there, you know, trying to do my show live and then spend the rest of the days helping out. Uh, the the best thing I can do is tell people if you want to send support, uh, the the people that are in place and, and have the mechanisms working are, are going to be the most efficient way to get help. Uh, what have you guys got going on with the pajama program? And uh, I, I'm, I know it's early in the process, but I'm sure you guys already have something started up. Well, I know being local is key, and we do have one of our chapter presidents in Texas, in Austin, and she is setting up several places that have agreed to take as many pairs of new pajamas that they can, whatever people want to send. And I can give you Susan's cell number and email. She's agreed to be the point person down there for us. Uh, I can mention a couple of places. She keeps emailing me more, but she's happy to direct whatever people want to send and, and tell them what's going on locally. She's getting word of so many buses coming in, taking people from Houston and the places where they just cannot remain and putting them up in shelters. Everybody of all ages, families, single people, so I'm happy to share that with uh, you and, and all of your listeners. Well, if, if you, I don't know if you want to give out her cell phone number <laughs> on the air here. Well, maybe I can give maybe the you email and I'll, if you like. Or... Well, yeah, th- that's a good one. Where can we email Susan? And, and this is, the important thing here is, these are families or, and it's, who knows if there are uh, foster homes that have been evacuated where people run out and they don't, they don't have time to grab much. And just can you imagine just being able to get a pair of new pajamas that are yours? 
that you can you can put on when it's time to go to bed in a shelter where you're you don't know how long you're going to be there. Uh, it's pajamaprogram.org is the website to find out more. But where can we email Susan? Email Susan. Her email is Susan Lee Malone. S U S A N L E E M A L O N E at gmail dot com. And Susan she's given us Susan Lee Malone at Gmail. Okay, great. I will. I'll tweet on the link to that as well. Um, she's it, given us a couple places in Texas um, that have set up a place people can drop off too. So I can email all of that to you. I can read it to you now, whatever you want. It, pajamas are our niche and it's, it's a small niche. And I understand what they, all of these people must need so much, but it's what we can give. And it's something. And if anyone wants to join us, we would love more pajamas to go down to these kids. This, I, I remember Genevieve, uh, I remember you and I talking when you had first started, and this was pretty much a local thing in the five boroughs and the area around New York. And then I remember when Katrina hit, and I think you had at least one, maybe two tractor trailer loads full of pajamas and books headed south. And I tell everybody, this disaster, this emergency is one-eighth the size. We have no idea just how big this is yet so the need i know, I know. the you're need right. is so great and i'm happy you're still around this is 16 years of the pajama program just just doing god's work putting if you could see the faces of the kids when they get the pajamas and you told me a story 10 years ago that that had me crying a little bit on the radio when you said one kid asked you what are pajamas? You're like, oh my God, how can that right, even a be a girl? Oh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, she slept in her clothes. And you know, there's something about pajamas, no matter how old you are. So you can imagine for small children, they're, they're comfortable. There's something about comfort. It fits and it's soft. And this little girl and so many, especially now are just staying in whatever clothes they've been wearing. And especially for the kids who don't have much, things don't fit them. It's not comfortable. It just adds to the stress and the anxiety of the situation they're in. And now we all see these pictures. And like you said, all of these natural disasters, Hurricane Katrina will never leave my mind of these children and parents with just plastic Tupperware of the only belongings they could take, if that. It is uh, an, a reality check, to say the least. And these are the, the, the little ones among us who deserve some sort of help, some sort of comfort as they go through a complete life change when their life now goes from, even if, even if they didn't live in a ritzy home, they've now been taken from whatever home they had, whatever possessions they had, and they've got to basically start over. And you know what? Going to bed at night with a pair of pajamas is a good place to start. So, Genevieve, I will do updates. We will reach out to Susan. If you are in Texas or want to reach out to the coordinator in Austin, Susan Lee Malone, S-U-S-A-N-L-E-E-M-A-L-O-N-E at gmail.com. I'm going to tweet that out as well. 
uh, PJs in a book. And I know we're starting with PJs because I don't think a lot of people are carrying books around right now. But maybe we can get them clothed at night so they can have uh, a little bit of comfort. I I hope we're helping. Yeah, I hope so, too. You know, I know that there will be all day until they get clothes, if we can get them something. And although... You know, our, we say good nights are good days. We know that they need so much, but for goodness sake, we can help them because they do have to go to sleep. Genevieve, thank you for jumping on the phone with us. I know you've got a million things to do, but you're you're one of those heroes I never forget. So God bless you and pajamaprogram.org, people. Check them out. Thank you. Thank you, Genevieve. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for everything you're doing. You got it. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Back to news in just a minute, but I have to uh, send a little thank you out to our our newest sponsor on the show, Filter By, FilterByBuy.com. If you live or work anywhere that has air filtration on the heating or air conditioning units, you, you need to just take five minutes out of your day and go to FilterBy.com. This is the smartest idea I've seen for people like me in a long time. I never remember the size of the filters that I need for the air conditioning and heating units. Uh, we uh, We have a couple of small rental properties that need to have the filters replaced, and we're responsible. So I have three different sizes to deal with, and I'm always getting the wrong size or not writing it down and, you know, So go to filterby.com. They have every size. These are American-made. They are terrific filters. So you're going to get great filtration, American-made, cheaper, the best price, and shipped to you for free within 24 hours of when you've ordered it. No-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer, especially for someone like me. You don't have to crawl around the hardware store or the big box store looking for the right filter size. You don't, you could buy one, you could buy a truckload. Of course, you're going to get a better deal if you buy a truckload and they've got them for businesses as well as homes, businesses and homes. It's filter by, they're one of our newest sponsors, filterbuy.com. Go there, set up your automatic delivery. You'll get a good deal for that too. My filters arrived. I'm set for the next three months easily. Filterby.com. Thank you, Filterby. Uh, much to talk about today. Aside from the, the um, Houston news, the disaster news, I, I posted a poll, a Twitter poll about the president and whether or not it's right for President Trump to have gone to Texas today. I personally believe it was absolutely right for him to go. But I'd like to know, and, and I'm, I'm glad he's not going to Houston. I think he needed to go to Texas. I'm glad he did not go to Houston and get in the way. 
But there are people on the left who are screaming, he shouldn't have gone, he should have stayed out of the way. Well, I guarantee you, if President Trump did not go to Texas this week, there would be a bunch of people on the left screaming, why didn't he go? He's insensitive. So let's stop with the politics. Yesterday, you heard Dana Steele, who's a, who's a liberal Democrat candidate for Congress in a very red district, but she's also a, a Houstonian and a friend of mine, who said she's suspending her campaign and the politics to get the word out to help. So I applaud her for that. Let's put the politics on hold and let's move forward with helping each other. I'm trying to get a hold of another hero in the Houston area. Hopefully we'll get that done next hour. I also have a story that uh, a couple of Bernie Sanders stories that I have to share with you. A follow up on a murder case that we reported a few weeks ago. It's kind of a crazy murder case. Remember the parrot that witnessed the killing? Yeah, there's been a conviction and a sentencing. (laughs) We'll have to share that with you. And a whole lot more. Oh, my gosh. And the story of the woman who says she's fighting rape by letting people touch her hoo-hoo in public. That's right. I said hoo-hoo on the radio. I better go take a break. Be right back. Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka only on the Blaze Radio Network. It is the Blaze Radio Network. This is Piero Pelka, and it's a Tuesday, second hour of the show today, as we are keeping one eye on everything happening in Texas and Louisiana, and the other eye on all the other news going on in the world. I'm sure you heard that Kim Jong-un fired off what appears to have been a Scud missile. Not good. This is not good. Now, it broke up in three pieces, but... Not until it had flown over Japan. I, I tell you, I don't understand the patience. This guy is not going to stop until someone drops a house on him. And I understand that that's the dilemma. What do we do? How do we, how do we handle him? And as the president is currently sitting with the governor of Texas, the president and the first lady sitting with uh, Governor Abbott in Corpus Christi talking about the briefing and what going forward is going to be the federal response and the federal support. There are people on on the sidelines who are trying to make this a political thing. And all I can really say is shame on you. Shame on you. Case in point, uh, CBS... CBS, uh, I'm going to give you the, uh, the finger this morning. CBS had Bernie Sanders on the air, and I'm, I, would, I would have preferred if CBS News had spent a little more time asking Bernie Sanders, is it true that 
the school that your your wife is under investigation for some shady financing. Is it true that that school paid your daughter a half million dollars to teach a woodworking? Because I know none of the none of the shop teachers or woodworking teachers or art teachers in any of the schools I attended got paid a half million dollars. I wish, I wish somebody would have had a little journalistic integrity at CBS and would have taken that challenge and maybe gone right at a politician and said, what the hell's going on with your wife and this school and the shady funding? And oh, by the way, is your daughter the greatest woodworking instructor ever? Is that why she got paid a half million dollars? No, but they didn't get to that. What, what did CBS want to do? CBS wanted to politicize What's going on in Texas? CBS wanted to to try and squeeze a political answer out of out of uh, Bernie Sanders over whether or not the president should have left Washington and gone to Texas. Now, of course, he should be there. They all want to know this is President Trump's first test. How will he handle his first test? Will he pass the test? Will he show real leadership? After all, he doesn't have any experience in this area. Do you know how many hundreds of people that FEMA has working that have experience? That's like saying we should have a baby running uh, the Disney Channel. Or Nickelodeon should be run by children because, frankly, that's who really has the understanding. All these networks trying to make a case out of this. It's insane. But here's CBS taking turns. They take turns asking Bernie Sanders, should the president go? After we figure out how we rebuild Houston. President Trump is heading there today. Is that a good idea? Well, I don't know. But, uh, you know, clearly, I think. Well, there's one school of thought. They're still in the middle of it. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think generally speaking, the task right now is for uh, the officials to do everything they can to protect the people of Houston. Is it too soon for a presidential visit? Too soon for the president to be there? Probably it is, but I don't, let's not get into that. The focus right now has got to be on doing everything we can uh, to address the terrible, terrible pain that is taking place in that city. Yes, yes, we should do everything we can to address the terrible, terrible pain that is affecting the people of this region. But we also have to know that the president flying to Corpus Christi, Texas, which is not using federal resources, which is not using local resources to get people out of harm's way, that that really isn't a strain on the system, that the governor can get there and the president can get there. This is such a game and I, I will tell the Democrats, this is a dangerous game you're playing. Really is a dangerous game you're playing. You're trying to politicize a, a disaster. And I think, yes, in the past this has been done. But we as a people in the election of Donald Trump prove to you that this is a gigantic waste of time. And we see through the pettiness. We're much more educated as voters. We're much more savvy. We understand the bull that's going on here. 
I, even Sanders appears to realize how stupid this question is. Gail King asks the question. Listen to listen to how he frumfers around trying to make sure he doesn't want to step in it. Heading there today is that a good idea? Well, well like, yeah, I don't know, but uh, you know, clearly, I think. Well, there's one school of thought. She breaks in. He was about to come up with some kind of answer. Well, there's one school of thought that says he should go, and one school of thought that that she he shouldn't. Just it's maddening. It truly is maddening. I I I get so upset. I even got upset. Our friend Dr. Jorge, who's a brilliant doctor, tried to politicize this today by posting a tweet talking about it, and I called him out. And I'm sure he's I'm sure he's having second thoughts about that tweet now. Maybe he's not, but I I'm betting. I'm going to repeatedly mention to all of you that you can go to all of the social media places where you find me on Twitter at StuntBrain, on Facebook, Mike Opelka, and you can find places where I have linked to Mercury One, places I have linked to Mercury One where uh, you can donate and you know that 100% of what you are giving will go to helping people in the Houston area, in the Coastal Bend region, and now it looks like in the uh, Louisiana flood area because the water is now headed to Louisiana. It's been pounding Louisiana. But we have to worry about what's going on in Houston because, let's face it, it's eight times the size of the tragedy. So many of you are coming up with great ideas. We talked to the Pajama Program earlier, and if you're not familiar with the Pajama Program, it's an incredible charity that that gets PJs for people that don't have pajamas. It started out giving pajamas to kids waiting to be adopted because they found that these children who are waiting to be adopted or placed in the foster homes frequently show up with a trash bag holding their clothes and anything else they might have, because they don't have much. But a pair of pajamas is something that a kid can jump into at night and make going to sleep something that's special and comfortable, and they don't have to sleep in their clothes. And now as we watch these families being rescued, all the little ones being led out, and they look shell-shocked as their entire lives are about to change. The homes that they have grown up in for the first early years of their lives are destroyed or probably going to be bulldozed because water does terrible things to, to things like wood and drywall. They have nothing. So the pajama program is trying to get PJs to as many of those kids as possible. And in many cases, they make books available too for bedtime stories. But I just saw a tweet from uh, Stacy Rippy at Stacy Rippy on on Twitter, and uh, this is brilliant. This is genius. It says collecting for Houston, calling all ladies, pull out a handbag sitting in closet and fill with snacks, sanitary and hygiene products. What a great idea. And then donate that. Donate that. Can you imagine you've, you've had to run out of your, your home 
And there's so many little things you can't grab. And I know you've got a purse you haven't taken out of the closet for months. I want to encourage Stu to break into that Liberty safe and maybe break out a couple of those designer bags, sell them and buy some cheaper purses and fill them with products. Stu's wife is going to find me and shoot me. But this is a great idea because then this becomes a goodie bag. Then this handbag that's sitting in your closet that's not getting any use can be loaded up and delivered and someone's going to get basics. Stuff that you don't even think about in life. Amazing, right? Well done, Duchess. Well done. Stacy the Duchess at Stacy Rippy on on Twitter. I think um I think the world of all of you who are looking at this as an opportunity to help versus an opportunity to absolutely just sit back and find a problem. It's not about finding problems. We know the problems are out there. It's about finding answers, finding solutions, being part of taking us forward. Coming up later on the show today, uh, you know, we should check into the Whole Foods prices. There's some stupid stuff coming out of Iceland today. There's also, um, speaking of stupid stuff, do you know that guy Jesse Waters? Waters World. Uh, I blame Bill O'Reilly for Jesse Waters. I think Bill O'Reilly foisted Jesse Waters upon us. And now he's he's everywhere because of all the changes at Fox. Uh, Jesse Waters said something really dumb yesterday. And it's all about saying, hold on a second. Maybe we should check that out before we talk about it. I'll explain when we get back. This is Mike Opelka on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka with Mike Opelka. Mm -mm -mm. Watching everything today. Watching everything. Yeah, we're keeping an eye on North Korea. So far, no, no real statement other than the fact that the UN is meeting and the, the president's in communication with uh, Mr. Abe, the Japanese leader. I always see that name and think Abe, but no, it's Abe. Shinzo Abe is the uh, Japanese leader, but we're we're really not sure of what the heck we're doing. I mentioned there are some silly things going on, and uh, I have to call out uh, Jesse Waters. I posted the video on Twitter, but this happened on that that program. Uh, I think it's a program that that is destined for a shakeup. Ever since Eric Bowling's been put on whatever um, penalty island he's currently on. But now you have uh, different people leading, leading the charge. I feel bad for Greg Gutfeld and Dana Perino. The two basically people I think are the sharpest ones in that gathering. But Jesse Waters is now part of the mix on that show. What is it? The Specialists? Is that what it's called? The Specialists. And um, he was talking last night about everything that's going on in Houston. 
And and if um, there's that old saying, if you want to if you want to find out if someone's smart or not, just don't say anything. Let them keep talking. And Waters did just that last night, talking about some of the things he had been seeing when they were watching the various coverage of uh, Houston and the surrounding area. I've seen some amazing things out there just looking at television over mm -hmm. the weekend. Alligators on people's back doorsteps. I saw a shark on a highway swimming like in the Sharknado. water. Like Sharknado. I saw a hawk sitting in someone's taxi cab. It, it, Greg and I were saying, you know, the president was using the term biblical. Mm -hmm. Well, there's some really weird biblical things that are going on down there in Houston. I just, I can't even imagine how I would be experiencing that as a, as a guy from the Northeast, but I think Texas has it figured out, and God bless him. Well, first of all, Mr. Waters, let's go back to the initial part of that statement. Things out there, just looking at television over mm -hmm. the weekend, alligators on people's back doorsteps. If you've ever been in the South, along the areas of the of the Gulf Coast, alligators are a thing. As a matter of fact, there's an alligator ranch that's between Houston and the Louisiana border. And the guy who runs the thing was saying, well, uh, I pretty much got all the poisonous snakes rounded up, but if this water gets much higher, all my gators are going to get out. Yeah, alligators are kind of a thing down there. Also in Florida. But then he goes on to say the really dumb thing. I saw a shark on a highway swimming. A shark on a highway? Does anybody have a memory? And Dana jumped in and said, you mean like Sharknado? Sharknado. Like Sharknado? Yeah, like Sharknado. Uh, as a matter of fact, it wasn't like Sharknado. If anyone else had seen that picture and done, uh, I don't know, a basic Google image search which takes all of 30 seconds or less, depending on your computer skills, you would have seen that that was not a, uh, a photo taken in the last five days, not even in the last five years. It's from the original Sharknado. I just can't believe that people who are paid a lot of money to do journalism, you're paid to do journalism that nobody pays attention that's a gigantic fail Jesse Walters or Waters whatever your name is I want to call him Walters I do blame Bill O'Reilly for him I absolutely blame Bill O'Reilly just take a second when you see something that you say, if the, the little hairs on the back of your neck stand up and say, that can't be real. Take a minute, screen cap it, put it in the Google image search, and you will see every time it's been used on the Internet. It doesn't take that much effort. God, people. All right, enough of me whining about... Uh, Jesse Waters. We still have to talk about statues and schools and streets and money and all that. I have to get into the story about the people who want to change Father's Day because Father's Day is just, it's just too much to give dads one day all to themselves, isn't it? And I'm not even a dad and I'm going to fight against this one.
But when we get back, I think I have to get into, oh boy, by the way, that that, uh, shark on the highway, that's your fake news. Fox, you had fake news. Other people, there's more fake news coming too. But I have to get into the story, the story about the woman who says she's fighting fighting rape in, in, in probably the most ridiculous manner I have ever seen. This is a story about a woman who calls herself a performance artist. And she's decided she's going to, she's going to stand up and make a point and help people fight against rape. I'm not making light of rape. I'm making light of the way this woman has chosen to fight rape. Because I, I can only think if a gentleman had tried the same with his performance, oh, he'd be arrested, so arrested. So when we get back, it's the story of the female artist who is fighting against rape by having people gather in public and... Well, I'll have to get into this after the break. I don't feel comfortable saying what I want to say. Earlier, I used the the term hoo-hoo. Maybe that's the one we use. I don't know. I'll explain this insanity next. I'm Pure Opelka. Come on back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. It is a uh, Tuesday. And it is day, what is this, day five? Yeah, I think this is day five of Harvey and the water that is just being dumped on Texas now, as we're told. The largest rainfall of the contiguous 48 states. And I think we're basically approaching the um, the annual rainfall for the entire Houston area in in less than a week. And we're also talking about these two reservoirs that are out along the Buffalo Bayou. And these reservoirs were built in the 30s and they have 108 inches of earthen dam that are now filled at 108 inches, and the water's actually going over. Uh, these these dams, these these earthen dams are privately held, so they're not under any kind of real federal control in terms of maintenance. And the homes around them are now at risk if the water or the integrity of the dams are breached. If those dams give way, you can say goodbye to a couple of subdivisions. And then... You've got just the other flooding that's going on. Again, 
Just to give you an idea, the rainfall that's gone over Houston in the last four days could run all of the water over Niagara Falls for 15 days. And we're encouraging everybody to to help out with Mercury One. I have put Mercury One, a donation link on my Facebook page. It's so easy to do if you want to do it. And I thank each and every one of you who's been able to. I know a lot of you are in hard times right now. I know the economy isn't great for everybody. And it's certainly, it's certainly not great for us. It's not bad for us either. So you cut back. There's one less, one less uh, lunch out or one less dinner out. I like cooking anyway, so I have a tendency to be cheap. But that allows me to be able to give when moments like this happen. But this audience, in just a few hours, has raised over $1,200. So thank you. Thank you to each and every one of you who chipped in. It's very appreciated. And if you can't chip in, forward the link. Maybe you've got a buddy that's uh, a little flush this month and can do it. And thanks to the people at the Pajama Program, pajamaprogram.org. They're the ones um, trying to get PJs to all the kids down there who had to rush out of their homes and don't have a thing. And to OperationBBQRelief.org, OperationBBQRelief.org. I, I believe I heard Glenn say they're going to be set up to make 25,000 meals a day. Think about it. That's astounding. And these are people who just jump and get going. Why am I so obsessed with this? Well, believe it or not, this port in Houston, this city, is, is vital to the entire country. If you're going to get on a plane in Seattle because of what happened in Houston, you're going to pay more in the very near future. 42% of all the aviation fuel comes through Houston. A considerable portion of all petroleum products comes through this area. This devastation could affect fuel prices, oil prices, gas prices for years to come. So this affects everybody. This affects all of us. I also happen to be somebody who lived in Houston from 1979 until um, early 1985. No, I'm sorry, 1988. <laughs> I, I brain farted right there on myself. I left Houston in 1988. Nine and a half years I lived in Houston, and I made great friends and have good friends who are still there today. I lived through Alicia in 1983 just four years out of college I was barely getting by and I had a tiny apartment that rented for $225 a month and it was in the middle in the middle of Houston and when Alicia was coming in I'd never experienced a hurricane not as a as an adult by myself but they told us it's going to be really bad 21 people died from Hurricane Alicia. All I remember is I was several days without power and actually using a camping stove and making use of the water from the bathtub that I had filled up on the advice of my neighbor. That wasn't anywhere near the kind of flooding that we're seeing today. 
So Houston, I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. We'll support you as much as we can. I also told you we're keeping an eye on stories, and a story popped today, and I just said, hold on a second. We have to bring out some of the more ridiculous stuff. The story popped on a website called The Rebel Circus, which already makes you think, hold on a second, wait a minute. And it just happened a couple days ago. And it talks about a woman who is fighting rape by allowing strangers to touch her, uh, hoo-hoo, her vajayjay, as Ellen would say. I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> I don't... I don't understand how that helps. And this this female artist who goes by the name of uh, Milo Moire, like the pattern your TV makes when somebody wears too loud of a shirt. She's a um, 32-year-old artist, a performance artist, who wanted to teach people about consent. At least that's what she said. Uh, she's been doing this all over Europe. And she basically shows up with a, uh, a box over her chest. She's wearing a contraption. It's called a mirror box. Uh, and um, it has um, a little, I guess, like a curtain in front of the box. And uh, she allows complete strangers to go in and touch her breasts for 30 seconds as long as she gives consent. And then uh, she has an additional contraption for the lower portion of her anatomy that she will grant consent to someone to experience her most private of areas. Now, I, I think about all this and I think, what are we really what are we really doing here this lady is trying to i'm this is all about attention for miss moire and in none of the pictures here because one of the people in the blaze office as we were having a text exchange about this one of the people who um looked at the story and said is there somebody standing by with with uh, Purell or some sort of moist towelette that we can make sure that the people are clean before and after, which is not a, an image I needed in my head, but yet there it is, and it makes complete sense. Ms. Moire said that about 40% of the people who uh, participated in the 30-second breast exams were women. And in uh, Amsterdam and London, two female participants uh, put their hands in the lower area. I don't know what this is supposed to teach us, other than performance artists are capable of doing outrageous things. Capable of getting attention any way they can. And thanks to the, the crew here, Kelly said, wait a minute, this sounds like a familiar story. And it was just over a year ago that the same woman, Milo Moire, who'd been bouncing around Europe, actually took this act to London, to Trafalgar Square, 
Well, you might get away with this in Dusseldorf or Amsterdam, but in London, they decided that despite the fact she was doing an age restriction, allowing only those over the age of 18 to touch her breasts or vajayjay or hoo-hoo, as it's known in the medical community, she was arrested. <laughs> and she had to go to the police station where she spent 24 hours uh, thinking about what she had done before she uh, went to court and had to pay a, what she called a hefty fine. She said, uh, quote, I tried to explain to them the performance I was doing, and the first detectives who interviewed me were women, and they said they understood, but their chief constable did not. Right. I'm sure this was... Uh, laughed about. Now, I, just, I wonder if this you'd be able to get away with this in New York City. It's reminiscent of an SNL sketch, sketch with uh, Justin Timberlake, uh, which involved a, uh, a box with a hole in it and uh, a bow and a prize and a musical number. And that, that sketch, I guess we'll have to formally call it Richard in a box, actually won an Emmy. So why shouldn't this woman get some sort of award for what she's doing? All I can say is, I'm sorry, lady, I don't get it. And maybe I'm just too old, but I don't get how allowing people to touch your most private areas is fighting rape. Then again, I got bigger problems to worry about. Michael Pelka and Puro Pelka will be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, uh, if I were in Houston, first of all, I'd be doing the show and then running out to try and do what I can. I wish I could be there. I love the people of Houston. I love the Texans and the response from the people of Texas and Louisiana and anybody who drove there to help. Just a, a great testament to the American spirit. But I know I would be packing... My relief factor. I would have to be taking, I would take a spare three-week quick start pack because I would probably need to do as Brad Stagg says, and that's uh, double up. Because when you, when you push it a little bit, you know you need a little bit more. And what am I talking about relief factor? If you just got on this planet and you haven't heard me talk about it since April, I started using uh, this new product that helps for uh, relief of minor aches and pains. And in my case, it was knees, hips, my back. And from years of running and training for marathons, I, I have uh, sore knees. And I was dependent on over-the-counter medication. Well, no more. I now use Relief Factor to shrink the, the uh, irritation, shrink the swelling around the knees, all that, all that stuff that causes the pain. Relief Factor is a combination of, of botanicals, 100% natural botanicals and wild harvested fish oil. It comes in these packets with four capsules. 
I take one at breakfast, one at lunch, one at dinner. I took one just before we started the show. And I'm more active than I've been in the last year. I'm, I'm walking the golf course. I'm out in the garden. I'm zipping up and down stairs. And you can try the three-week quick start pack for $19.95. Just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or pick up the phone and call them and ask the questions. 100% botanical, fish oil product that's wild harvested, 15 years of clinical practice. It is, um, it's helping me so much. 800-500-8384. Their number is 800-500-8384. That is relief factor. Uh, we have to get to more stories today. There are some other big stories out there. Uh, I got to get to this dumb story out of Iceland. I also um, I also saw a great statement about smartphones making us stupid, which I want to keep that alive. And I have to follow up on the parrot that witnessed a murder because the sentencing has finally happened. And uh, we have more fake news and more stupid news and a montage that shows you that the left-leaning part of the media is intent on forcing their agenda, their pro-climate change agenda, and they are so obvious about it. They are so blatantly obvious about it that you're going to say, really? Seriously? That they're, they're not even hiding it? No, they're not. So we have to get to that. And, of course, if you want to join the conversation in the third hour, phone lines are wide open, 888 Ooh, and I have to get to this ridiculous story. The ridiculous story about the people who are demanding that we change Father's Day. Because, let's face it, Father's Day is causing problems. Father's Day is something that if we don't change it, if we don't fix Father's Day, oh my God, I don't know what we're going to do. Of course I'm being sarcastic, but I'll play it for you just around the corner. Mike Opelka on Pure Opelka. Come on back. The third hour's jam-packed. Opelka. With Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. I know it's unbelievable. You're watching it just as, as we are. You're keeping an eye on it. You're, you're amazed at the strength of the humans who are rushing to help other humans. So am I. I'm so proud of people who are stepping up and helping in Houston and Beaumont and all the Galveston, the surrounding areas, and now looking like New Orleans could get a dose of this deluge as well. We need to keep saying prayers for those people. We need to keep our eyes on it. I'm very happy the president showed up. 
I know that uh, I have the Twitter poll online as we speak. And you're welcome to join in the conversation on this. Uh, How do you feel about this? The Twitter poll about the president going to New Orleans, going to not New Orleans. He might end up in New Orleans. Who knows? But President Trump went to Corpus Christi, Texas earlier today. He landed there, met with the governor, got a briefing and is now headed. I I don't know if he's going back to Austin next. That was part of the discussion that the president might be going to Austin to have further meetings with the governor. But um, 77 percent of you currently say, yes, the president should be in Texas, just not going to Houston because, you know, we need to keep the resources focused on on rescuing people. 14% said no, stay away, and 9% can't make up their damn minds. I don't understand that. That seems like it's a simple topic. All you have to do is kind of sit down and think about it for a minute. We're also encouraging people that um, when they they, um, find they have an extra 5 bucks or 10 bucks, maybe donate it to Mercury One. Maybe put it... uh, Put it to good use, especially in a charity like Mercury One, where 100% of your donation goes very, very deep. Not a penny of that money goes to support the administrative costs of Mercury One. It all goes to the charities. And uh, as you heard, Glenn was talking to the six different groups that are currently engaged. We'll We'll be on this story for quite some time, and hopefully the federal money will get there. There is another story that we need to look into, and maybe we'll get some answers on it for later today or tomorrow. And that is the story that if you are affected by this, you need to file your claim or some sort of intent to file a claim before September 1st, which means you only have a couple of days. I'm betting that that law that was signed in last year I'm betting they're going to jump and make some sort of adjustment to that because there are people we're still going to be rescuing through the end of the week. There are people that aren't going to have paperwork to get to. They aren't going to have documents. There are a lot of people that are going to lose their their entire history in a flood like this. But I do want to encourage people, if you are out and you're able to, start that process as soon as possible because it is going to it is going to take some time, and they're going to be overwhelmed with people filling out claims. Hundreds of thousands of claims, maybe on, maybe even reaching millions, because let's face it, four million people live in this area. Four million people. Eight times the size of New Orleans when, when the uh, hurricane hit there 12 years ago. Just, it's just stunning. Uh, There are some other stories out there that we have to get to. We talked briefly about North Korea. I think that's the other big piece of news. Um, We've talked about political correctness on the show in the past and how, how political correctness seems to have gone wild. We're seeing it with the statues. We're seeing it with um, the bathroom debate. And now there's a story out of, out of Australia, 
A story about an early childhood activist, Dr. Red Ruby Scarlet, which now um, that name, Red Ruby Scarlet, makes me wonder if this isn't another performance artist who got got on TV and managed to hoodwink a network. Red Ruby Scarlet, Dr. Scarlet, is saying that Father's Day needs to be renamed. Now, I want you to wrap your head around that. One day of year where we honor Father's Day. We honor dads on Father's Day. One day a year. This um, activist, and I'm using air quotes with that term. This activist says she's pushing for Father's Day to be renamed Special Persons Day. Did you, you caught that, right? Special Persons Day. And people who say, well, what was this political correctness? Dr. Scarlett answers, why are we calling this political correctness when, in fact, it's about our rights? I don't know if it's about your rights. She claims there's a lot of research that has actually demonstrated children's capacity to be really inclusive once they know about ideas like this. And she said people people won't see this as a a controversy. She's claiming that we need to get rid of Father's Day because we have single-parent families, right? We have single-parent families. We have extended families. We have satellite families, lesbian and gay families. So she thinks that there's such a, such a broad range of, of different families and different communities that they need to they need to uh, change Father's Day to Special Persons Day. This is, again, where I think we've totally lost our minds. You can't, I, I, I don't think you can claim that kids need a dad in their lives and then diminish or eliminate Father's Day. Dr. Scarlett has been called the offensive one, even though she's, thinks Father's Day is offensive. Where are you on this? Do you th- and and I'm, I'm of the fact of the opinion that once you start changing one, you have to change them all. Now, what, are we going to get rid of Mother's Day? Are we going to get rid of uh, Grandparents' Day? Not that I've ever seen anyone celebrate Grandparents' Day, but Mother's Day and Father's Day. Two simple days. They don't seem to take away from work. They're always on, on Sundays. So it's not that big of a deal. Why the hell do we have to have Father's Day changed to Special Persons Day? Do you have any thoughts on this? 888-900-3393. It does seem to me like political correctness. Gone absolutely hog freaking wild. And I, I don't understand how... How somebody, once again, we just need somebody to stand up and say, no, no, we're not doing that. We're not going to, we're not changing Father's Day. As a matter of fact, I would like to see a push to have moms and dads be getting a little more credit for when they do have two parent families. I know it can't happen. And I know there's a bunch of you who were raised by 
single parents who are heroes, either a single mom or a single dad, and they are incredible people. But I also think that there's a pretty solid consensus that that when you have two parents in a family and there's one that happens to be, I know it's an old-fashioned concept here, well, we have a, a male and a female. Not two mommies, not two daddies, not two daddies and a really close uncle. But when you have a mom and a dad, I think you have a tendency to have a greater sense of stability in the lives of the children. I didn't talk about one of them staying home from work. I just talked about having a mom and a dad. So you could have two different influences in the life of a child. I think a lot of this goes back to um, commercials. We as men, and specifically I'm talking about white men, but mostly men, but specifically white men, are, are depicted as idiots on television in commercials. What's the commercial where uh, the, um, the kid accidentally hits the dad in the mouth while they're out playing on the lawn? And uh, mom's first reaction is, there goes our vacation because they didn't have the right insurance and dad's the dope. It's always the dad that's the dope. We've diminished men to the point where, why, why shouldn't we take Father's Day away from men? Why shouldn't we? Because it just doesn't matter anymore, does it? I'm sorry, but it does. It matters a lot. So, Australia, no, I'm giving you a dumb rating on this one. I'm giving you an, an idiotic rating on this one. You can't take Father's Day away and call it Special Person's Day. Dr. Scarlett, uh, no. No, your idea falls flat. It fails. I'm putting you in the Jesse Waters zone on this one. Foolish. I know. I shouldn't be so tough on Jesse Waters. He can't help it. Michael Pelka and Puro Pelka. When we come back, uh, the mainstream media obsessed with making um, this, this storm, Harvey, into a climate change narrative point for them. Is it going to be the next poster for Al Gore's latest movie? The one that's floundering at the box office? Plus, Iceland did something really dumb. And... Um, I've got a story that we, I mentioned we have to follow up on, the parrot that witnessed the murder. That case has been solved. The case has been tried. The sentencing was passed. And I wonder if Polly got a cracker for being a good witness, plus some strange news. If that isn't strange enough, some strange news yet to come on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Just got a message from a longtime family friend in Houston, and I had not heard 
from uh, this young lady or her sister or her brother, and they said, we, everyone in the family is safe, no flooding in homes. We are all blessed. High water is everywhere. Never seen anything like this, and it's spread in every direction. Wow. But now here's some good news that uh, they are now talking about the two dams holding. That's good news because we were we were getting word that the two dams, specifically the Attics Dam, which has 108 inches of water plus as the water is seeping over, lapping over the top. That that dam was uh, I hope it holds. That's good news. Good news from our friend Lenny. And her sister and her brother and all that good stuff in uh, in the Houston area. So we'll we'll keep an eye on all that uh, news everywhere today. The president, as he is uh, touring the the flooded area, touring some of the state. He's not getting in the way of any of the rescue efforts. Everybody, calm down. The president is also talking about the fact that all options are on the table with North Korea especially important after North Korea gave us uh, the surprise last night with yet another missile launch. This one shot what we believe was a Scud missile. That name give anybody a little flashback? Saddam Hussein, I think, had the Scuds he was firing, and our Patriot missile batteries were taking them out of the air. South Korea not happy sent some of its bombers up into the air and dropped eight one-ton bombs on its own land, very close to the North Korean border, to give North Korea a little bit of notice that, yes, in a matter of minutes, we can can get our forces in the air and give you guys a little bit of a a little bit of a wake-up call. China seems to be more nervous than anything. And that kind of makes me be a little close to on edge because China was was the country we were counting on having the short leash on Kim Jong-un. Now, I mentioned Iceland uh, had, a, had a story that was vexing me. And this story out of Iceland just came out yesterday, and it says an Icelandic committee has banned foreign horse names. Seriously, seriously, Iceland, you've, you've fixed all the other problems. Iceland has an official register that keeps track of all the horses. And they've decided that uh, in order to keep things really Icelandic, that they are going to put a stop to anyone trying to register an animal with a, quote, foreign, close quote, name. Uh, the newspapers in, in Iceland are, are not happy, I guess. They, <laughs> they have said the International Federation of Icelandic Horse Associations recently passed a rule that names must be of Icelandic heritage for them to be included, included in their official database. Now, before you think that this is some gigantic commission that's controlling the names it's a two-person panel (laughs) they got mad and rejected the name mosan m-o-s-a-n for a three-year-old mare because they said it conflicts with icelandic grammar rules 
And the people that keep track of the stud book for Icelandic horses say, look, there are rules for a reason. We have rules for a reason. But the horse naming committee was set up after people tried to register obscene names in the past that left them with no choice but to step in. So I guess this is kind of like the same committee that keeps track of of the um, the vanity plates. Now, uh, there, there is a commercial reason. They say foreigners don't want to buy Icelandic horses with foreign names. If you dig into the database, and that they do have a database of all the all the registered horses out of Iceland. And um, they have horses named Baldur, which obviously from uh, Norse mythology, Odin's son was Baldur. Uh, they have uh, Dukvi, D-O-K-K-V-I, Alfgrimur, and uh, of course there are horses officially listed in the Icelandic registry the Federal Icelandic Horse Association Registry. <laughs> there are horses with the name Bjork. Of course you would. I wonder if that horse's mane is really kooky. It has some kind of weird braid to it. Bjork. The um, rules apply only if the owners want their horses to appear in the database for sale, breeding, or pedigree purposes. Otherwise... Icelanders can still call their horses by any name they want. But if you're going to file paperwork with the government, you have to have an Icelandic name or they will not take your money. Might be the dumbest story of the day. More hero stories coming up around the corner. Uh, more more good news happening uh, out, of, out of the craziness that's happening in Texas and Louisiana. And um, if I get, if I have time today, we are close to getting a hold of a 95-year-old hero, a guy who saved 3,000 Jews from concentration camps and probably certain death. And he lives here in America, in Buffalo. Hopefully we'll get him on the phone. We're working on that. And uh, a beer doing good things in Houston. I'll explain next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I have to remind you that uh, I take Relief Factor every day and I take it because it works. Relief Factor is a mixture of botanicals, 100% natural botanicals, and fish oil, wild harvested fish oil. It's very important. Both of those items are very important because they work with your body. 
to reduce inflammation, which is what causes pain in your joints, like my knees, my hips, my my back. And it, it works. I'm telling you, it works like a charm. I take it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I carry the packs with me. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to Megan from California. I've been using Relief Factor for a little bit over a month. It's a 34-year-old woman that has been in a car accident. I suffered from severe neck pain, shooting pain down my arms and legs that would often cause me to limp. At one point, I was going to a chiropractor and an acupuncturist six times a week. I noticed visible improvement within two days of taking your product, Relief Factor, and it has really, truly changed my life. It changed mine, too. I got relief starting on my eighth day of taking it. You should try the three-week quick start pack. It's under 20 bucks. Three-week quick start pack. It's all prepackaged. You can take it with you in your briefcase or your purse. Take it to work, your computer bag. Go to relieffactor.com or pick up the phone and call them at 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, Relief Factor. A few things going on today, aside from the latest on the floods, and the floods are going to be with us for weeks and weeks and weeks, at least the cleanup effort as well. The, um, the president visited... Corpus Christi, Texas, now headed, I believe, to Austin. And then he'll probably fly over to get a better view of some of the devastation. But it's not going to be like that George Bush photo op over Katrina that turned out to be a PR debacle. So I, I, I think this crew is a little better organized on things like that. Uh, I'm just saying. We do have a couple other stories trying to get to today. A Coldplay, a, a group that I don't spend a lot of time listening to, was in Miami last night and said they wrote a song just for Houston, for the people of Texas affected by Hurricane Harvey, and they wanted to play it. And they, they said, uh, this is the only time they're going to play it and the only time you're going to hear it. And I'll give you about 30 seconds of what went down last night from Coldplay in um, Miami. We're going to send it over there to everyone that missed the show. Or we're going to go back to location. Anyway, thank you for listening. I am dreaming of when I get back to Houston. And I don't think there's a big country music future for the people of Coldplay. I appreciate the sentiment. I appreciate the effort. I'm just saying I don't know if that's exactly the route you want to go. <laughs> Good for you, Coldplay. Thank you for doing a little tribute to Houston. We were talking during the break. Is there going to be, I know a lot of celebrities have have um, put up some fundraisers. J.J. Watt raised a lot of money. I know Glenn has been focusing Mercury One on raising money. And in the first 24 hours, I believe over $200,000 was raised. So you guys are incredible. Uh, but I wonder if there's going to be another effort to put together a song or a, a telethon. 
as we saw for Katrina, the telethon that happened after Katrina was massive. And it was a, a gigantic unified effort. NBC was on it. I think it would kill the networks to support anything in terms of helping out under this president. I think it's going to be a really hard sell. Although, you know, it would go a long way to healing the country. But I don't know if they're going to do that. I wish somebody would. We're going to need a whole lot of money to get Houston back together again. If you don't believe me that the mainstream media is is really in the tank for the climate change blame game on this one, this happened, and let, let's just understand, there, there are still rescue operations going on. There are still floodwaters rising. There are still dams that we don't know are going to survive. And here's, here's a little montage, just a little montage, of what some of the mainstream media has been doing when they talk about this storm. Is there a why to this, why there is so much water associated with this storm? One of the things we've heard from scientists over the last 10 years is that climate change does impact the intensity of many of the storms that we see. I probably wouldn't attribute what we're looking at here. This is not an uncommon occurrence. Could climate change be fueling the history-making nature of this storm? It's a question a lot of people are wondering. So watch out. There could be more monster hurricanes to come. And that's that the theory that climate change is impacting all of this. Well, we're not sure. Okay. The local officials in Houston didn't have any plans to study the effects of climate change in the city or think about whether the city needs to plan for more frequent and more intense rainstorms, which most scientists say are a sure thing. We do have a changing climate. We do have warming waters. With warming waters, you get more uh, moisture coming into the atmosphere. And what hurricanes absolutely love is moisture because that gives them rainfall. And that's what's happened in this situation with Hurricane Harvey. Sure. There is no doubt right. that climate change makes, because of, particularly because of warming the ocean waters and the Gulf waters, makes storms like this more common. Two weeks ago, President Trump signed an executive order rolling back an Obama-era uh, regulation which required all government construction to take into account the flood risk which was being caused and the future flood risk being caused uh, by climate change and rising ocean temperatures and sea levels. Um, the timing now seems almost ironic. But bigger picture, explain why this could be more to do with climate change. Nobody, nobody can explain the bigger picture, why this has more to do with climate change. Shame on you, Thomas Roberts. Shame on you, Rick Berman. Shame on you, the, the rest of you all lining up. This thing is, is still, this thing is still unfolding. And for you guys to try and assign your agenda to what's going on in Houston is disgusting. And I will call you out on it. Uh, speaking of um, important news and updating things, uh, earlier in the show, we played for you the Jesse Waters clip where the Fox News host uh, misidentified or he misspoke, let's say, yesterday when he, he talked about the seeing a shark in the floodwaters. This is what's funny because you guys forwarded that post. You guys, it, it was on Facebook and it got a lot of attention and we raised almost, 
I think we're over 1,500 now raising funds for uh, Mercury One just from this little show. Mr. Waters, just about an hour ago, we hit it in the first hour of the show and we're in the third hour. Mr. Waters said, yesterday I made a comment about a shark in the floodwaters in Texas. I sincerely apologize if I caused concern or alarm to anyone. Well, first of all, the... You didn't cause any concern or alarm. You caused comedy because most of us realized it wasn't a real picture. Most of us took the time to run it through the Google image search if we didn't recognize it from Sharknado in the first place. Mr. Waters went on to say, the folks out there and beyond which is an interesting statement. The folks out there and beyond are suffering unimaginable hardships. My heart goes out to them. Yes, but that's not related to your stupid comment about the shark. A shark in the water. No, that never happened, Jesse. Oh, you need to get out of New York, sir. You need to get out in the world. Uh, And I, I didn't get to the story. It looks like tomorrow we should have I hope we get to speak directly to the gentleman who saved 3,000 Jews in Hungary from the concentration camp. He's 95 years old, and he lives here in this country. I hope we get to share his story with you. And um, I also am fascinated by this Nazi gold train, that people are convinced that there is a train out there somewhere in Europe that is filled with gold that was being moved by Hitler. Now, how can this train, frankly, people, I'm dubious. How can this train still be out there? How can this train still, no one has found this train? Where has it been hiding in a tunnel that the Nazis had built? I'm dubious, but we'll look into that story. And uh, we'll, we, I've got more to share with you. Uh, when we come back, um, it looks like, Aid and help to Houston is coming not only from around the country, from around the world. I'll share a story I just got sent by one of you brilliant people in the Stunt Brainiac group. That's next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Uh, Chris Salcedo, the liberty-loving Latino, back in the saddle again. Yesterday, Chris had that interview with the vice president. I wonder who's today, who's next. You got to listen to Chris Salcedo after this show. I met some nice people in his audience, and there's great people in our audience I got to thank Microaggressor on Twitter for sending us uh, the the nice update that Israel is sending aid to uh, Texas. Humanitarian organizations Aid and IAID are sending teams to help clear debris, clean ruined homes, and offer psychological support to RV survivors. Let me tell you, all of this work is hard. 
If you've ever been in a flooded house or a house that's burned, and yes, uh, we've been in both. Our apartment in New York burned 10 years ago. It's the worst. It's the worst. And a flood is just, it, it wears on you because you, you have to clean everything. And then two inches of water in the basement is pretty much as bad as two feet of water. So I don't envy the, the work ahead of all these families. And in many cases, those homes are going to be torn down, which is even tougher. But humanitarian aid from our friends in Israel, proving once again, they truly are our best friend in the region and maybe one of our best friends in the entire world. Thank you, Israel. They're going to go help. And I, I know the clearing debris, cleaning the homes, and then additionally, the psychological support is so important, so vital. So good on you, Israel. Thank you very much. Uh, three weeks ago, we covered the story of a murder that would have gone unsolved but for a parrot that witnessed it. Glenna Dunham was found guilty last month of first-degree murder in the 2015 shooting of her husband. He was shot five times. They caught her because the parrot kept repeating in the husband's voice, Bud, the parrot, Don't effing shoot me! Don't effing shoot me! The woman was sentenced to life in prison because of the parrot. I still think that needs to be a law and order. And uh, we talked to, to the supermarket guru, Phil Lempert uh, last week, and he was telling us to watch out for the massive price drop at Whole Foods. If you've avoided Whole Foods because the food was always expensive, uh, new prices everywhere in Whole Foods. For example, you buy a, a pound of salmon, used to be fourteen ninety nine a pound. It's now nine ninety nine a pound. You buy an organic avocado at Whole Foods, used to cost you two dollars and fifty cents. It's now $1.49, which is cheaper than Trader Joe's. That's good news for all of us who are in the healthy eating area. That's great news for us. But stay tuned. There's more on the, um, the changes coming to the, the way we get our food and the way your food gets to you. There's a whole bunch of new stuff coming on. Phil said he'll talk to us about it, I think, Thursday of this week. Tomorrow, of course, is Wednesday which means it's a Wellness Wednesday with Dr. Jorge, and we're going to get into uh, a couple of really important issues. Dr. Jorge said there is a new pill out there, a new pill which could cut heart problems and heart attacks way back, considerably reducing the risk of of the, the biggest killer of all in this country, heart disease. Even bigger than some of the stuff out there we always hear from the, the, uh, the left, that it's gun violence. It's not. It's heart disease. So uh, join us for Wellness Wednesday. We'll have updates on everything else. And uh, crazy news. I didn't even get to the rest of the crazy news from the left. It'll hold till tomorrow. MercuryOne.org. MercuryOne.org. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Q.
Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.